You're listening to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. Um, We're just, you know, once again, so excited to just be sitting down with you today. As you've noticed, um, video within the last few episodes, we've started putting that out. And so that's a really exciting step forward. It's been something I've been wanting to do for such a long time. Um, But, you know, all these little pieces actually take a lot of thought and a lot of effort. Um, So I'm excited. Now you can watch this video if you would prefer to do that instead of just listen. So um, you can find that on YouTube. Uh, or if you go to the babydust.substack.com homepage where we house all of the podcast episodes and other fun, good stuff, you can also find it there. Uh, but today I'm just thrilled to be sitting down with Kaylee McDevitt. I saw her on a webinar. Oh goodness, it's been a while now. But as soon as I started listening to her talk, I thought this is the exact type of information that I want to put in front of you guys because I want to make it so that you are aware of all of these different resources and tools and options that are available for you. And we have yet to really jump into the topic today. We're going to be talking about minerals. We're going to talk about how they relate to fertility. Um, And so I'm just really excited. This has been one of those um, deep dive topics for me for the last six-ish months or so, because I've just found it to be so fascinating. And so I hope that you also come away from this episode thinking, wow, this is amazing. And it's something I want to explore. So welcome, Kaylee. Thanks for taking some time to be with us. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you know, since we're on video now, I feel like I can actually comment. And I had just complimented you on <laughs> your absolutely exquisite fiddle leaf back there. And I have to tell you a funny story. I I saw my good friend has this immaculate house full of plants. And I saw the fiddle leaf at her house and thought, oh, I really want to get one of those. Um, So I found one and I planted it and I was so excited. And my kids, for whatever reason, thought that it looks like a toy that they could whack. Oh, jeez. And we are down to maybe two leaves that still look decent on ours at home. (laughs) And so I just have great admiration for your plant in the back corner. (laughs) I appreciate it. It was like a Costco impulse buy. And Mm -hmm. I think that I can keep it alive because I know that they're challenging, but it's been happy in this corner and of almost no credit to me. (laughs) Well, keep going, beautiful fiddle leaf. (laughs) So, you know, before we jump in here real quick, and I don't want to take too long because I really want to get to the meat of what we're discussing today. Um, But you're a registered dietitian who specializes in this world of fertility. Was that your goal when you went to school to become an RD or did you kind of find fertility by a different path? Yeah, it was not my goal. (laughs) I think it probably wasn't for most of us that found our way to this space, but I originally thought I was going to be a sports dietitian. Mm. I was always an athlete growing up. I was a marathon runner in like what feels like a different lifetime. Um, But I dealt with a lot of hormone health issues while I was in school to become a dietitian, dealt with some birth control issues and some post birth control syndrome stuff. And so I ended up making a blog kind of chronicling all of that and gathering resources and information I was learning about and then realized that there was a big need for women's health focused nutrition professionals. So made that pivot like seven or eight years ago. And it's been, it's been great. Mm, 
That's amazing. And it's so interesting you say that because I have heard almost an identical story from multiple other dietitians yep. that I know they thought I'm going to do the sports medicine. And then it was like, oh, women need me. Yep. <laughs> and so I just think that's so exciting. And especially to see, you know, uh, it, you know, when you see it flourishing as this passion, I think that's so cool. So before I get myself carried away on a rabbit hole, I want to talk to you today about minerals. Um, this is one of those topics that I, I really think in the last nine months or so has become more mainstream. I know that minerals and mineral balancing has been around for a long time, um, but especially in the space of women's health, it's still one of those under the radar. So do you mind just kind of introducing us to what this is? And then I'd love to just kind of hear you break down why this can matter for fertility. Yeah, for sure. And I'm so excited. Minerals have been getting the airtime that they deserve in the last year or two, because I think it's been this pivot away from really complex nutrition advice to really simplifying things, which is something I was looking for in my practice. And, you know, for me in practice, bringing minerals in was like the answer to a lot of mysteries. You know, it, it allowed us to connect dots for client symptoms and just figure out why some people were progressing and others weren't. So to start from the very beginning, minerals are just elements found in food and on the earth that are needed for our bodies to develop and function optimally. So you may hear the term electrolytes thrown out in the mineral world, and those are just minerals that carry a charge in the body. Um, so you sometimes see those used interchangeably. And we're talking about macro minerals or ones that we need in larger quantities. So this would be things like sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium, and phosphorus. And then there's trace minerals, which we need in much smaller quantities. So things like iron, zinc, copper, iodine, and so on and so forth. And minerals are like essentially energy cofactors in the body. So if we throw it back to probably high school science class, when we learned about the term enzymes or things that catalyze reactions in the body, our minerals are enzyme cofactors. So this means that they influence things like energy production in the body or metabolism, they influence the production of healthy bones and teeth, gene expression, detoxification, hormone production, and even the way we transmit nerve impulses and muscle contractility. So without minerals, we can't make energy, we can't make hormones, we can't detox compounds that need to be removed, can't keep our red blood cells healthy. So they're very much like a root cause or frontline therapy when we're working with clients. And to narrow that even further to the fertility realm, when we think about fertility, we need to have a body that feels safe, a body that has adequate energy, like an energy surplus, and the ability to make hormones. And minerals play a role in all three of those things, cellular energy production, creating safety in the body, and the cofactors for hormone production. So we look at mineral status with every fertility client. Well, I, I mean... I think it's fascinating because, you know, for so long, we've just been focusing on vitamins mm -hmm. and it's like, that's the full, the goal is get your vitamins in. And I don't want right. to downplay vitamins. Vitamins are important. Um, but aside from like iron, we've never really discussed minerals in, in a context of health. Um, so it sounds like a lot of this is really customized that, you know, when you get down to mineral working with minerals, there's maybe some general stuff, but also some really specific stuff. Um, what is the first thing that you always like to tell people who maybe aren't familiar with this, who are interested in, in exploring this, trying to start incorporating yeah. some basic stuff into their routine? 
Yeah. So I would just start by checking in with some signs and symptoms and I can totally rattle off typical ones for minerals mm -hmm. because there are some great testing tools available, but our symptoms and our lived experience tells us a lot as well. And there's so much we can start on with minerals really simply before we even bother with testing. But some of the ones that we see most often as red flags for lack of minerals, fatigue is a big one. Um, muscle cramps or muscle twitches, even things like restless leg syndrome, headaches, um, arrhythmias or irregular heartbeats. Um, you might notice water retention or feeling puffy, like rings are fitting tight, um, chronic digestive symptoms, and that's because minerals make our stomach acid for us, um, brain fog, thyroid issues, and then even constipation or hormone symptoms like PMS, infertility, endometriosis. So any of those symptoms would be clues for us to start looking at minerals. And the other big thing that should put minerals on your radar would be any significant stressors in your life, um, which I think there isn't a modern human around today that doesn't have some stress. Um, sometimes it's even good stress, just like a lot of things going on in life. But the more stress we have, the more need for minerals we have because we're burning through them faster. So a couple, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I love that you just broke that down into symptoms because I, I am a huge advocate for the, like the test don't guess philosophy, yeah. but sometimes I feel like when, when we're starting out with stuff, it's like, it's not practical to, you know, go shell out all this cash to go do all this ex extremely valuable, but expensive testing. Uh, and so to be able to start somewhere with something that doesn't involve just, you know, emptying out your wallet is really helpful. Yeah. I agree with you too. I think testing can get really expensive really quickly and there's a time and place for sure, but let's cover our bases first before we have to go there. But um, if you're listening and you resonate with those symptoms, or maybe you've done some Googling in the mineral rabbit hole and you just feel like this might be a thing for you, which I think again, most modern humans have a need for minerals. Um, some basic things we can start with. The first is we have to address the stress piece. And I always start by mentioning this first because stress means mineral loss. And if we don't stop the leak, we're gonna have a hard time repairing the mineral status. So just taking an honest look at stressors in, in our lives, doing what we can to, uh, to manage the things that are in our control. And for the things that aren't, maybe we try on some resilience tactics like meditation or journaling, time outside, whatever helps fill your cup. Um, from there, we like to just switch the salt quality that we're using day to day. So going from a refined table salt that's stripped of all additional trace minerals to an unrefined salt that is rich in trace minerals. So something like a Celtic sea salt, white sea salt, um, Redmond's real salt is another good one too. And actually using salt at meals, which I think my baby RD self when I was back in school would have been shocked to ever hear me making that recommendation because <laughs> I think we all grew up in this like salt fearing decade mm -hmm. um, but it is really an important uh, I was going to say additive I guess to your diet something that's bringing minerals and flavor in but we can't make stomach acid to digest our food without enough salt plus it tastes good mm -hmm. um, so we'll start with bringing some salt in and the next would be to prioritize potassium rich foods in our diet. And this is something that can be tricky if you're coming from maybe a low carb background, or again, if you're a millennial, you grew up in some decades that were really carb fearing. And most of our carb options are the potassium powerhouses, it's the fresh fruits, the fruit juices, the root vegetables, um, and bringing those potassium sources in would be great. And then a couple other mineral rich foods you can start bringing in would be things like bone broth and vegetable broth. 
um, grass-fed liver if you're feeling bold. Things like oysters and bee pollen, leafy greens, and even beans would be great options. And the reason why we have to be really aware and try hard to bring mineral-rich foods in today is that the soil is pretty depleted in minerals from even 50 or 100 years ago. So humans today need quite a bit more mineral-rich foods in their diet to match the mineral content from our ancestors. Yeah, you know, I think that was kind of a startling realization. My husband and I did kind of a chronometer experiment oh, yeah. not long ago. Um, which I love. I find personally, it's really helpful to do that routinely just as like a check-in, um, but to just, you know, it's not perfect. It doesn't give you the exact, but to kind of like just use it to gauge things and to realize how many areas that we really needed to work harder on was just mm -hmm. like shocking because we eat well, uh, you know, we eat better than most don't eat perfect, but you know, you look at your diet and you're thinking, oh yeah, you know, we, we get our vegetables in and we're, we're doing this and we're doing that. But then it's like, oh, wow, this is the realization that we, we actually have to be intentional with what we put on the plate and not just a little of this here and a little bit of that yeah. there and hope that it's what we need. I know totally. I had the same aha moment. I just figured I had this pristine diet. I'm following all the rules and um, did some mineral testing on myself and it was crazy depleted. And I think it's, it just takes a conscious effort now because we've got more minerals going out with stress and less minerals coming in through even the most well-intentioned foods. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think that's something interesting that I, I would love to just hover on for a second, but you know, that concept of being depleted, mm -hmm. um, you know, when it comes to minerals, when you're thinking chronic, you know, more complicated situations. And obviously this is not a question where you're prescribed. I'm asking you to prescribe mm -hmm. anything or anything like that. But, um, do you generally find that the minerals are more depleted for people who maybe are struggling to get pregnant mm -hmm. or are struggling with like mental anxiety, anxiety type things or depression? Uh, yep. is there a pattern that would be helpful to know about? Yeah, definitely. I'd say like the full depletion pattern, which if you look into HTMA or hair tissue mineral analysis testing, um, there's a, a type called fast four or four lows. And it's where the four foundational minerals, calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium are all bottomed out. We see this very often with those struggling to conceive and postpartum moms, or maybe they've had kids before and they've had a lot of mineral loss from pregnancy and breastfeeding. And um, that particular pattern feels very low energy. We don't have the raw materials to create energy in the cells, to get hormones into the cells, to digest food well. And our resilience to stress is just gone at that point. We don't have that buffer. Um, so that's a really common one. And then the second most common one we see with those struggling to conceive is actually a, a thyroid pattern. So the ratio between calcium and potassium on an HTMA tells us a lot about cellular thyroid function. So blood work for thyroid tests tells us about the output from the gland, but that's only part of the story. We have to be able to get that into the cells. And so if we have an abundance of tissue calcium and really low potassium, we're going to feel low energy. We're going to have low basal body temps. We typically see low progesterone output when the thyroid is underactive. And a lot of that infertility tends to run with that picture. You know, I think you just kind of captured what got me excited when I first was introduced to this concept of minerals, uh, because it is so frustrating, like with the, the test results and whatnot, when you get your labs back and they all look great and yep. it's just like the, well, you know, we'll just keep monitoring, but it's like, you know, that something just isn't quite right. Or you, you yep. have those symptoms and you just can't quite put your finger on it. 
Um, but I think that's incredibly valuable to be able to say, you know, sure, maybe your labs are okay over here, but we need to optimize how your body is responding. Uh, and, and I think that's a really encouraging thing. You know, a lot of times in fertility world, I feel like there's not easy answers like that. Yeah. And I think, I think minerals provides potentially an easy answer for anyone who's willing to kind of travel down that path because it's, it's actionable. Yes. I know. And we routinely see mineral recommendations having the fastest payoff in terms of symptom resolution. And when you take somebody that is pretty depleted in minerals and you start introducing quality salts and plenty of potassium and good magnesium, and it's pretty much a night and day feeling in the body to be able to make energy. Um, we see it in our clients every day. I felt it in myself personally. And I check in on this all the time too, because we're humans and we have stress and different seasons require different mineral compensations. So I think it's a long-term strategy and it's inexpensive for the most part. We're relying on food and beverages, which is pretty cool. Mm, yeah, that is cool. Especially in this age where I feel like every time I turn around, it's like <laughs> $200 for this or $150 for that. And whew, it adds up. If you're going to yes. be buying the food anyway, you might as well pick something that's going to be a little bit more yep. uh, supportive. Uh, but anyways, thank you for just kind of walking us down that journey of what minerals are, how they can help fertility. I'm obviously, I, I think that it's really exciting. I mean, it's something that I look forward to seeing become more and more commonly used uh, yep. for all spectrums of health conditions, but especially fertility. So for anyone who's listening and they are interested in learning more, connecting with you or taking a next step, maybe to work with you, where could they do that? So you'll find me the most on Instagram. So it's at Kaylee RD. My name is spelled weird. Like we were talking about earlier, it's K-A-E-L-Y-R-D. Um, and you'll be able to find about how you can work with my team and I. Um, right now we serve clients in a one-on-one -on -one capacity, but we'll have a course here hopefully by the end of the month. Out. Oh, exciting. Um, and we do a lot of free educating on Instagram. And then the website is the same name. So KayleeRD.com. Fantastic. Well, we'll put links to that in the show notes. And so for those of you who are ready to explore more, and I encourage you to please just scroll down wherever you're listening and you'll find that. But Kaylee, thank you for taking the time today. I'm just delighted that we were able to sit down and chat. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It was great. All right, friends. Well, that wraps up today's episode of the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. I hope that you are having a great week and I look forward to connecting with you again on Monday with another episode. Bye for now. Hey friends, I wanted to quickly pause today's episode to talk about Full Wells Fertility Booster. Now there are so many products on the market designed for supporting sperm and egg health. And I wanted to specifically highlight this one today. You know, I'm sure that if you look at your counter, you probably have a ton of different supplements you've already purchased that are just sitting there that you and your significant other are taking on a daily basis. What you don't need is two more products that you need to add, that you need to purchase, that you need to keep there. And so that's why I really like Full Wells Fertility booster. This is a single product that's designed to support both sperm and egg quality. It includes some of those really big hitting antioxidant supplements like CoQ10, alpha lipoic acid, and NAC. And it's designed to just be added into the routine that you already have going. Now, what's really cool here is that there are no ingredients that overlap with what is already in your prenatal. So you don't have to worry about getting too much folate or getting too much vitamin A or getting too much of any 
one of these other supplements that we really don't want to be up regulating our dose with. And so this is a great product to add. If you have been doing the dietary and the lifestyle changes, but you're really looking for something extra to help take that sperm and egg quality to the next level. Now you can head over to fullwellfertility.com. You can put this in your cart. They've got a lot of other great products on that website and you can use the code blissberrywellness at checkout to save.